Support for this podcast comes from Arzell HVAC Zoning Technology. Arzell has been producing innovative zoning systems for over 35 years. We manufacture the highest quality HVAC zoning equipment from our factory in Cleveland, Ohio. Innovation, customer service, and outstanding products backed by a lifetime warranty are why so many contractors only use Arzell zoning. We offer easy-to-install solutions from a basic two-zone system all the way up to custom zoning applications. For more information, go to arzellzoning.com or email us at marketing at arzellzoning.com. Welcome to the Successful Contractor, powered by Success Group International, a show for residential contractors about residential contractors. We chronicle business journeys, share insights, and celebrate successes in this wonderful industry. I'm your host, Bob Houchin. Hello there, SGI family and other contractor friends. I'm so thankful you're here. As a reminder, all episodes of the Successful Contractor Show are available on YouTube, as well as your podcast player of choice. Today's show is a great discussion I had with Steve and Rose Beaver of Steve's Plumbing, the Jogging Plumbers in Rogers, Arkansas. Back in 2007, Steve had a successful plumbing new construction business. It was profitably doing about $1.2 million a year. But then the recession hit and new construction business dried up. And as you'll hear, Steve was forced to pivot. His lovely wife, Rose, entered the business and the two began a journey into residential service. Over the last 14 years, they've turned Steve's Plumbing, the Jogging Plumbers, into an incredible success. With three trucks, they're aiming to hit $1.9 million at double-digit net profitability. They could add two more trucks today, and they probably will when they find the right people. Steve and Rose's story is a great one. It's proof that it's possible to make massive changes to your business and find success, even though it may seem a bit scary. With that being said, let's hear the rest of the story from the couple themselves. Here's Steve and Rose Beaver from Steve's Plumbing in Rogers, Arkansas. Uh, As a quick aside, we had some technical difficulties with this interview, but I'm still confident you'll enjoy it and take away a nugget or two. Steve and Rose, great to see your smiling faces today. Great to have you on the show. For those who haven't had the, the true pleasure of meeting you, can you share with them uh, your name, your company name, and where you guys are located? Steve Beaver, Steve's Plumbing LLC, Rogers, Arkansas. Very good. And Who's my that name lovely Rose lady? Beaver. Rose, very and good, Steve. Same company, I'm sure, right? Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, now, that's correct. That's right. Well, we're, we're, we're really glad to have you. And, and, uh, for lots of reasons, but namely, first of all, you guys have just been having a great last couple of years, if I'm not mistaken. Can I share with everyone uh, how the company's grown maybe the last couple of years? Uh, we've been growing at about 6% the last, oh, about three years now. Uh-huh. And, and most importantly, at a very good profit margin, too, if I'm not correct. Yes, we're double digit. Beautiful, beautiful. And when you guys started now, um, let's see, you guys started with us in 07. It wasn't always... Uh, that one one point eight or think million. That's the number you're thinking you're going to hit this year, right? Uh, yes, we're hoping to hit one point eight. We're hoping to hit one point nine. One point nine. But that wasn't that way in 07, correct? If I'm not mistaken. Um. Well, in 07 we actually did one point two, but most of that was new construction. Oh, okay. Very good. All right. So we'll we'll have that to chase a little bit. So all right. Before we get too deep in your story, though, I want to be sure to to kind of bring up. Uh, the people that are helping you along this this journey in business, who kind of talk through maybe your team in the in the in the office there. Who's all in the office right now? Okay, well, um, right now we have our office manage, manager Tasha Mauser, and uh, we have two call takers, 
Um, Brenda and Jenny, they're fairly new with us right now. And then okay. uh, I have a part-time accountant and uh, her name is Charlotte and then me. Okay. So that's what we do in the office. And then Steve is now out of the truck and he's in the office. Um, he does a lot of uh, helping the technicians if they get, you know, need parts or taking care of uh, any difficulties that they're having if he needs to help them, you know, um, sure. figure out whatever work he's doing or whatnot. So. Right. right. And, and how many trucks do you guys uh, have running right now? Uh, three right now. Three right now. And uh, one of them is your grandson, correct? Yes. Very good. Very good. Now, let's see. Now, he's been a crown champion a couple of times, right? Kyle has? Uh, two. Three, uh, times. three times. Three times. Three Kyle's three been times. crown champion three times. And then our other two employees have been crown champions once. That's so, great. Uh, so they are all doing very, very well. That's fantastic. That's great. That's great to hear. Well, we'll, we'll dig into what makes them uh, so successful in a minute. But I do want to circle back to your story before we dig too deep into the nuts and bolts of the business. So uh, let's see if uh, the website is accurate. I'm sure it is. You guys got uh, started, what, Steve's Plumbing, what, 20 some odd years ago? Uh, 87. 87. Oh, okay, more than that. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. What were you doing before that, Steve? Were you working for somebody? Do you always have, uh, do you always have your own business? No, uh, I was working with my brother, and he got burnt out on it, so I jumped in, started doing it full-time, or kept going then. Okay. All right. Now, Rose, were you always in the business, or were you doing something else? No, uh, I joined the business actually in 2000, the last of 2007, 2008, okay. um, whenever we became more of a service company. Okay. Um, early on, Steve and was basically new construction right. and he did a little bit of service but but very little so okay. he mainly ran the business you know himself and i worked outside the home i was uh i worked at roark uh printing as an accounting manager there oh great well that's good so you had the numbers background so that was definitely a good uh, skill set to bring to the business um, Steve, let's talk about, so you always just, it was always new construction. That's what you were brought, brought up in. And that's kind of why you, uh, that's where the business uh, went into. Yes. Uh, when I first started plumbing, we was just strictly new construction. We didn't do any service. Mm -hmm. Um, really we didn't do any service until I went out on my own and, uh, we picked, I picked up like home buyers warranty and yeah was doing their service work and it just kind of went from there. Okay, all right. But primarily up until you, you joined us uh, in 2007, it was mostly new construction. What what percentage do you think was it? 98, 99%. <laughs> <laughs> all right, very good. So how did, so when you started in the eighties to, to where you met us uh, in 07, when you started kind of changing your model and your emphasis, um, what, you know, how, how was the business? Were you making any money or was it just the, the typ typical troubles we hear with dealing with people in, in new construction where uh, you're chasing money and didn't get people to pay and all that, those kind of stuff, those stories? Well, you're chasing your check every Friday so you can meet payroll and yeah. uh, you really wasn't making, I doubt you was making 10%. Yeah, yeah, right. 
Yeah, and then yeah, there's never any cash in the business, and there's probably lots of stress. Rose, what was your what was your impression of the business back in those days before you even joined it? Was just watching Steve just work, work and work, and not really much come of it? Um, well, you know, we were in the building boom there for a while. You know, everybody was building new, new construction was going. Right. Um, so he was he was doing fairly well. Um, okay. But when the bust when the bust hit, it was two thousand late two thousand seven two thousand eight. All the builders in this area, and I'm thinking just basically around the U.S., started going uh, down, you know, with the big building bust, and banks were starting to close. I mean, it was kind of scary here. Um, And so that was, um, at that time, uh, I had, late 2007, I had cut back at Roark and had started, you know, we thought, oh, we'll start up a service company. Well, I had cut back, and so we'd kind of started that up. But when I started running the numbers and things, I figured out that we weren't making any money at service. Mm -hmm. We were barely breaking even. So that's when we started looking around and trying. I had gotten some flyers from, uh, I think Mike Diamond was in it back then. Oh, yeah, Um, sure, sure. And I had gotten some flyers from that. And so I started looking around and in about, lo and behold, in about a month or two, here come a flyer. Uh-huh. And so um, I talked to Steve and I said, let's just, there was a uh, profit day in Oklahoma okay. City. Okay. So I said, let's just go to Oklahoma City and see what these people have to say. Yeah. And um, so I said, we can go up there and, you know, just kind of make a night of it, see what they have to say. Because sure. we were kind of having a little disagreement about uh, the prices that we should be charging. Oh. So, okay. uh, <laughs> what was the so, disagreement? Uh, let's, 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 let's think of that a little bit. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we were charging like $85 an hour back then. Okay. Sure. And so, we just weren't making enough money. I had already saw within the probably five, six months that I'd been doing the service end for him that I was going to have to go back to work if we didn't do something here because we couldn't afford me. Um, So uh, we went to this profit day because I had told him, I had said, hey, we're not charging enough money. And he was under the impression that we were charging enough money. So (laughs) so let me guess, because everyone else was charged, charging about the same. Back yes. back then they were, yes. Right, right. And so um I said, let's just go to this profit day. Well, we went to the profit day and miraculously they had uh were talking about what you should charge for your job, what your plumber makes, you should charge five times that an hour for the job, which yeah. would have been like $125 an hour back then, I think, when sure. what we right. were paying the plumber. Right. And so after uh, the whoever was given the speech, I think it was Patrick, maybe. Patrick. Um, sure. uh, I kind of looked at him and hit him and he goes, hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we kind of, uh, you know, we listened to the meeting and everything. And then we signed up and joined PSI. 
and we kind of just give, I give them credit just for us being in business right now because, um, you know, we weren't priced right. And that's one of the main things you need to do is get priced right or you're going to go out of business. You can't, right. you can't stay in business. For sure. Um, for sure. So, mm -hmm. so, so the so first Steve, thing we did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I was going to say, Steve, before we get into uh, too much into what you guys implement, Steve, what did you think of Profit Day and them telling you you needed to increase your prices that much? You think you were crazy or? Or what, what were your impressions? No, uh, I've seen a lot of tools you could use yeah. to grow your business just from the profit days. Right. Um, but when my eyes really opened up, though, was at Expo. Okay. Because let's see, back when then it was, it was profit day to Expo, right? There was no EP. I, I forget when we, we changed things. So that's why I have to ask. Yeah, we went to Expo. Uh, Let's see, we actually joined in December and then we went to Expo in January. Okay. And you know, uh, what's that? Where was it? Do you remember? Los Angeles. LA. Okay. Oh wow. So that was a that was a big trip. So you went out there. So what so what about Expo opened your eyes? Uh mainly when I think it was Terry was up there talking about well, if you uh, charge a service fee, uh, how many customers do you think you'll lose? Yeah. And he's going, maybe 1%. Yeah. I was going, well, that's not bad. Because <laughs> we can make a lot of money off the service fee then. You know, start sure. making money off of that. And he wow. said, if you raise your prices, how many, what percentage do you think you'll lose? Okay. And it's like 10%. Mm -hmm. Well, that was well worth it to me. Sure, for sure. Rose, what was your impressions of, of Expo? And seeing all these people and they're talking business and what what did you think of it? Well, um, what's funny is back then, you know, you signed up and then they said you come to Expo and then if you decide that you don't want to join, oh, um, you have two days and then you can just uh, turn, you know, just leave. You don't have oh, to join. Right. We'll just let you out of your you know, you you don't really have to uh, do anything. They'll just let you out of the the contract or whatever you they we signed earlier. Yeah. And so uh, we're sitting there in Expo, you know, and they're kind of telling us all about the price guides, about the invoices, you know, sure. these kinds of things that I knew we needed to implement because, uh, believe it or not, we would go to Walmart and buy a little book, like a notebook. And yeah. it had like invoice on it, you know, and that's sure. how we were invoicing, writing them down, <laughs> you know, hand <laughs> writing right. them down on that and just charging, you know, the $85 an hour yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, for sure. So, right. Uh, right. So um, I, I knew that we needed to implement all that because, you know, I was an accounting manager and I'm like, we have to get organized here because service is different than new construction. You have so much more paperwork. You have a lot of things that you need to keep track of more, uh, you know, because you have one builder. So, you know, it's easy to keep track of one builder or two builders or something like that when you invoice right. them. But yeah. every day, if you're going to collect and you're going to do, you know, five or six calls or whatever, um, you, you've got to have an invoice to go with it. Sure. And sure. so, Anyway, we were pretty green about this whole thing. We did, yeah. uh, we were on QuickBooks at the time, 
So, oh. you know, we did have access to uh, put stuff in a system, but we didn't have a system really in place for the service. Mm -hmm. So that's what really sold me was number one, they talked about the pricing, which got Steve on board with that. Number sure. two, we had price guides, we could do invoices, we could have those pre-printed invoices. Um, and that's exactly what we started with. Um, yeah. So when we were going to these meetings and listening, uh, you know, to everybody talk and, and go through all this, it's kind of mind boggling at the time, you know, <laughs> yeah. because they went through so much stuff all at once. Right. Um, but uh, it's so funny, neither one of us ever talked about just not joining. Uh -huh. I mean, at that point, we were just like, yeah, we've got to do this. Otherwise, yeah. you know, we've got to get something in place, a system in place so that we can grow the business. Sure, sure. It's a lot to take in, though, in a week. You know, I know uh, you go from <clears throat> new construction mindset. You weren't even in the business to all of a sudden we're, we, we join at this meeting and now we're going to another meeting and there's all these other contractors and they're telling all they're throwing all this stuff at us. Let's see, you guys had the big the big binders too back then, right? You you're, you you date that era. Oh yeah, we still got them. You still got them. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you had to, yeah, we had to ship that home and you get home and then we wait for them to show up. So all right, so you you go to this intense week long uh, meeting. All these changes you're, you're told you need to make. How did you guys approach everything? What did you do? Like what first two or three things did you guys do right away to kind of start reshaping your business? Well, I think actually Steve Huff called us. No, oh. that was later. Okay. That was later, but he did call us. Um, yeah. Well, the first thing we did uh, was I signed up for the call taking class. Okay. And yeah. we implemented a service fee. Okay. So, I mean, I thought I knew everything about answering the phone, right? Sure. So, sure. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, when I went to the class, there was—I think it was a guy named Don that taught it back then. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, and it was a very good class, and it opened my eyes. Well, we were going to implement this service fee, and I was scared to death, you sure. know, because I'm like. Oh, we've got to tell somebody that we're going to charge $39 to come out because that's what we started <laughs> with. Right, right. <laughs> and right, so right. I would answer the phone and I'd go, okay, and there's a service fee of $39. And I'd kind of <laughs> say it fast. <laughs> In case they could make sure they didn't hear it. You know, it was sad. So I it, would think they, <laughs> yeah, they might miss it. But then nobody <laughs> ever, you know, people weren't questioning it. Right. And um, so... I mean, and then it just became a habit, and yeah. that is one of the first things we did. The right. second, and, and another thing we did right away was implement the invoices and raise our prices and go to the price book. That's great. That's great. So let's see. So back then, was it, Steve, was it pretty much, did you just basically start over and it was just you, or did you have a couple other techs that stayed with you from the construction days, or, or what did it look like in the field? Well. Uh, back it up just a little bit yeah uh we came back from vacation uh, after thanksgiving i had to let i think it was 12 guys go right because the builder was going under sure and so i kept three of them yeah and i should have only kept one right <laughs> but yeah but um what after probably four months we was down to just me and one other guy 
and then yeah. we started going from there. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Dawn had actually been with PSI a little bit, I think, in Arizona. Yes. So he was more of service tech oriented. The other the other employees were not. Okay. You know, they uh, they were just mainly new construction and. Uh, that was another hard thing we had to do after we joined PSI was uh, terminate one of them because every time he would go out on a call, um, you know, I would get this call back saying, oh, why you're charging what? How come your prices are so high? And, you right. know, after so many times, you can kind of tell um, it's, it's the tech that's causing that, not the customer, you right. know, so he wasn't, he wasn't protect portraying and, uh, talking to the customer like we needed him to right yeah he wasn't he wasn't showing value uh which which right. i'm glad you brought which i'm glad you brought up because i wanted to, to get into that you went to training for for how to answer the phone steve did you get to a training uh, at some point to learn how to really use the straightforward pricing guide and talk about value and why you are at a higher price or how did or did you just kind of learn it out of the binders and go from there and put it into practice and get and get good at it no, me and Don Payne both went to St. Louis. I guess it's probably around maybe May, June, somewhere in that time frame. Yeah, yeah. And went through the you know professional plumbers course there. And, yeah. Oh yeah. And learned a bunch from Frankie uh, Grayton there. Oh, Frankie was doing the class then. Uh huh. Oh, yeah, he you... taught it both. I went to it. That's great. Well, good guy to learn from a guy who's actually doing it in the in the field all the time. He really he was a good trainer. Uh, so, so you walked out of there. What you felt pretty confident when you started going on those those next calls, or or were you nervous at first? No, uh, me and Don, we was talking coming back. Said we're running too many calls. Oh, and we so that still was... running three calls a day. And right. We got to right. make the most out of those three calls. Right. Right. So that mean you uh, did you start? I guess you started slowing down a little bit. Did you uh, were you doing an inspection at that point, or did that come later on? I think that came later on. Okay. I don't uh, remember when we started doing the inspections. Right. Right. Were you were you guys? Did you guys start doing options at that point, or was it still just uh, just trying to to you know represent the company as best you can and and you know show the value of all these additional warranties and guarantees you're offering and that that kind of changed. Mainly just showing them, you know, uh, we was offering like uh, three different sizes of water heaters. Right. Uh, you know, showing them the warranties on those. Right. Now, were, were, uniform, were uniforms and, and, and floor savers and all, was that all stuff that was, uh, done and implemented right away because coming from the construction world i'm guessing you weren't wearing white uh, button-up uh, dress shirts uh, to go to jobs no uh, <laughs> we implemented uniforms probably within three months after we joined okay okay very good and, i mean that certainly helps uh, differentiate yourself from from everybody else for sure um how about you know i i don't want to get too deep in, in the marketing yet just yet but you know, the website, you guys are the jogging plumber, which I think is just fascinating. I, I think it's great. Uh, I have never heard anyone. I've been doing this a long time, talked to a lot of companies, never heard of the jogging plumber, but I like I like it. 
where did that come from? Did you guys come up with that or did you work with an agency to come up with that? I came up with that. Um, really? Actually, that little hunting man, you know, yeah. is pretty common for the plumber. Okay. So okay. Steve and I jog. We, we did a lot of jogging back in the day. Okay. <laughs> we ran a half marathon at one point. Oh, wow. So, um, yeah, so we were we called ourselves joggers, not runners actually, because we weren't fast, fast, but you know, we were pretty steady. Yeah. <laughs> and it was good exercise. Oh, and sure. so when, um I must have went to it must have been through PSI some way. Um we went to a class. We I think maybe I had already put the little running man on uh early on. Okay. Even when he was new construction. But okay. as we progressed, they said that you ought to have a logo and uh, like a catch line or something like that. USB. So th that's when I started thinking, well, we'll call him the jogging plumber because we jog all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's how we came up with that. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I just, because to me, I, it, I, I just assumed it meant because you guys are hustlers and who doesn't like someone that, that hustles and does a good, you know, it, it just implies that you're going to, you're not going to linger in, in a house for, for, you know, 10 hours or something like that. I, I it just, it's a neat way to differentiate yourself. So I had, I had to ask about that. When did you do that? So it was after joining, right? So was that, was that early on or did that just come with time? That was early on when we first started out. Yeah. Okay. That's we, uh, that was part of our, uh, stuff that I started with when we were marketing the jogging plumber and then the jogging plumber gets your plumbing running. So we okay. got that as a tag. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Yeah, actually, let's go ahead and talk about marketing a little bit since you, you know, kind of people pursue this a little bit, you know, you come from the new construction world and all of a sudden, you know, you had a, a certain number of contractors you're working with, you go to residential and it's, I guess in a way kind of starting over, uh, was it mostly friends and family you were doing business? for back then or or who, how did you kind of start building your client base well uh basically when we got back mm -hmm. there was a direct mail that i had saw in the mail and um i contacted them it was called super savers and they're a little booklet oh, yeah. that goes out around here all over sure okay yeah. and so I contacted them and made up an ad and we started running that. And of course we were in the phone book and sure. you know, Steve had been in the new construction business. So we had our phone number out there for a long time. Some people already used us and called us a little bit for service, but you know, not a, not a great number of people. Well, so um, with that being said, we just, you know, we started, trying to get our name out there, right. you know, and it takes a while to get your name out there. And it's a little scary when you're sure. going from, you know, uh, new construction to service. Right. And we were still doing a little bit of new construction at the time. Sure. Uh, but our last builder in 2008, probably by May or June of 2008, he was done too. Mm -hmm. um, so then we were strictly just going on service and almost a lot of the plumbers around here, you know, the builders were going down. Yeah, uh, yeah. They were taking some of the construction companies with them, you know, some of the plumbers, some of the electricians sure. and 
Um, so it was a little bit scary, but okay. you know, we just, we just started, you know, trying to advertise. We had our, we had our ad in the uh, phone book. I mean, the phones didn't ring a lot during that right. first year. Sure. <laughs> right. We had to really, you know, kind of, we met, did some mailings, you know, ourselves where we would get our customer base that we had and uh, mail out to them, mm -hmm. you know, and did a lot of praying. Right, right. <laughs> I guess it helped, uh, you know, Steve said he, you guys, he, they realized that they're running too many calls in a day. Maybe you started spreading them out a little bit more, too. That kind of helped. That helped. Uh, yeah. For sure. But when you went into a house, you need, to, you need to make, you know, the most out of that call. Right. Because that might have been the only call you got that day, too. So. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk about the, the mindset shift. I mean, you know, I, I talked to so many plumbers and technicians that, you know, they came from the old school, just to try and do as many as you, as you can, right? Because that's, you just got to keep turning tickets and that's how you make money. And then, boom, oh, wait a minute. I, I actually have time to talk to someone and, and try and build a relationship with a homeowner. And was that hard to change after doing it, you know, for a certain way for so long? I know you were new construction, but, and service was newer, but. Or, or did that take a bit for you to change your mindset and, and slow down, or, or was it or was it a welcome change? I suppose. Uh, there was kind of an adjustment period there for a couple of years. Uh, yeah. I was used to going into November, worrying about well, do I have enough work to carry me through the winter? Right. Right. And you know, and then all of a sudden that's gone, and you're waiting on that phone to ring. Yeah. But. Uh, no, I always enjoyed going out and talking to the people in the home. So sure. that really never changed any there. Yeah, I guess it was good. Now you just had more time to actually do it instead of worrying about getting the seven more calls that you had that day. So I guess that was a nice a nice benefit of that. Uh, yes. For sure. Great, great. Support for this podcast comes from redesign.co. As an SGI member, you can receive a 100% fully optimized website that's hosted for free. Have a website you like already? Redesign.co can dramatically boost your presence on Google free for 90 days. Redesign.co is also a full-service digital marketing agency that can assist you with all of your online needs, including PPC. Call 208-261-9898 or visit sgileads.com for more information, including to see how you can get a free consultation of your current website. Welcome back to the show. I'm talking with Stephen Rose Beaver of Steve's Plumbing, the Jogging Plumbers in Rogers, Arkansas. So far, we've learned about this, the Beaver's journey from new construction to residential service, and we've begun diving into all the changes that were needed to make that transition. In the second part of this conversation, we'll continue to talk about their growth process in a successful residential contractors, and we'll talk about their grandson, Kyle, who joined the business and has found incredible success as well. And we cover so much more. So let's jump back into my conversation with Stephen Rose Beaver of Steve's Plumbing. Now, Rose, obviously you had the accounting background. That's fantastic. Um, in those early days, did you kind of start looking at at KPIs and, and what average tickets should be and what closing percentages should be and, and what the gross margin should be? I mean, did you kind of dig in and all that stuff and, and you know, did, did you see the shift to service where the numbers started? started coming and being what they needed to be. Right. Um, so the first thing, you know, we got our average ticket right. 
Um, we, we did our price guides, we did our pricing, and then I would watch. And we weren't on Successware back then. Successware will kind of tell you, you know, what your, our, what is it? Your return on investment is, but up in the little corner. But okay. we didn't have it then. We were on QuickBooks. So okay. um, I would just watch. I would I would do every ticket and see if we made money. Sure. <laughs> and then if we weren't making money, I would have a talk with the guys and we would adjust on how they were selling the job. Because it okay. would seem like sometimes they would get stuck on like one one price. You know, right. like, oh, say 179 and then they'd sell everything for that. Like, oh, no, sure. <laughs> no, we have to go up. This is, you know, <laughs> this is how we do this. So, right. um, yeah, it was it was an adjustment uh, mm -hmm. for everybody because we weren't used to doing service. I laugh now when I look back and see some of the stuff that we did do. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And so yeah, let's start. So that was training. You were doing some training back then. So what? Uh, what? What does training look? look what did it look like for you guys? Was it just getting together every day, or was it uh, just calling Steve in the truck and saying, "Hey, you know, I think you know the numbers don't really. We needed to get more out of that job." Or what? What did you guys do back then? At least in terms of training to get everyone on the same uh, same page. Um, him and I would usually talk at night. Like, you know, after the day was done, um, we would go over some of the invoices, if, if, especially if I saw something that didn't, uh, wasn't right. I would ask him about it. You know, what could we do to uh, get a better price out of this or, sure. uh, you know, correct it. Um, right. Don Payne, he did have a little training with some stuff like that because he was more okay. of a service person. Uh, mm -hmm. But, you know, I hadn't been in the plumbing business myself, so right. I probably drove them both crazy asking <laughs> them a bunch of questions about everything, you know, because right. I would question everything when they call in. I go, right. well, now, okay, wh what did you do and what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's mm -hmm. funny. When did that, uh, when, so you, let's see, you guys are on Successful still? Yes, we are. Okay, how, when did that, when did you incorporate that? Was that early on? Uh, that was about three years into it. Three years so into it, okay. Uh, 2011 is when we went on Successware. Okay. Now, how did that help yeah. help things, finally having a, a system like that to, to kind of help manage the business? Was that a big, uh, a big relief off your mind, having that? Yes, because uh, what had happened, actually, um, was my QuickBooks went down. Oh, wow. And uh, I mean that, you know, we weren't on a server or anything like that. It was just on my computer and yeah. my computer fizzled out on me. Oh. So I took it. I had to take it to um, Staples, I think, back then. Sure. And they, I said, please, can you find my stuff? Because it was yeah. gone. And yeah. I was kind of in a panic, you know, oh, sure. because I needed to do payroll. And sure. all, all of my stuff was gone, and I wasn't backing up like I should. So mm -hmm. there you go. Um, and I've been so, there. It's a bad feeling. Yeah. And so when that happened, um, I started looking at that. Luckily, they, you know, they retrieved everything, and everything was fine. But um, oh. I started looking at other, other avenues 
because we don't have in-house um, IT or anything like that. We're not big enough. Sure. And so that's when I talked to the hub and they said they were on Successware. And yeah. so um, we went on Successware and uh, we go through the, uh, actually the internet. Okay. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, that's great. So it, that, so that was a big, a nice tool to have as you guys were continuing to grow and, and get better and more operationally efficient. Very good. Well, good. Well, let's talk, uh, you know, you, you mentioned you've got three, uh, you got three crown champions. One of whom is, uh, is your, your grandson. How did, uh, how did he finally uh, get into the business? Was that, that take much talking to, or was he always kind of around it and had shown uh, an interest or what's the background on that? Well, he was always kind of around it. Uh, he would kind of work with his son during the summer. Okay. Uh, but he went to uh, play baseball at, uh, all up in Kansas and oh, okay. broke his leg. So that kind of ended his baseball. Okay. And he came to work for us. Uh, his folks who kept thinking he'd go back to baseball, but when you break an ankle, it's hard to. And sure. I knew that. And we kind of put him here in the office, hobbling around. And <laughs> it just kind of went from there. Yeah, he uh, actually, his mother called me and okay. she said, uh, hey, you got anything that Kyle can do because he's driving me crazy here at the house. And I said, uh, you know what? Yeah, I do. I said, send him over because okay. I, we were behind on our happy checks. We used oh, to call, you know, yeah. we call everybody. So that yeah. was the first thing he did was he sat in there and caught up our happy checks. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Now, when did he say, "Hey, I'm I'm mad enough of this office stuff. I want to I want to go learn the trade." Um. Well, he worked in here for a while, you know, while his leg was healing, and he was on one of those scooters. And okay. um, yeah. And so then, when his leg started healing up, uh, he just we were paying him, of course, you know, not very much an hour. I don't know if it was like five bucks an hour. I can't remember. Anyway, yeah. we were paying him. And uh, so he started going with Steve then out on calls and anytime they had to do a dig job, sewer line, water line, something like that, yeah. Kyle would started going with him helping. Okay. And so um, when college time came back around in August, um, he came to me and he just said, you know, I'm not, I don't want to go back to college. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, he said, as far as baseball is, you know, I'm not that good at my classes. Um, and he said, I just don't want to do it. I don't want to waste any more time there. Are you going to hire me? Oh, wow. <laughs> he was telling yeah, me right there. Yeah. yeah, he just told it. And okay. I said, well, let me talk to your mom because, you know, <laughs> that is my daughter. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. And so um, I talked to her and um, they were kind of not in favor of it, actually, but, okay. um, yeah. you know, I, she said, well, you're giving him a soft place to land. And I said, no, not really. We're, he's an employee and he's going to be treated like an employee, you know? Yeah. And so that's how he kind of got into it and started doing this. And he just okay. took right off with it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how long, how long ago was that? Cause he's a young guy. So it's how many years has it been? 
Um, Six or seven years? He's mid-20s, something like that? Or is he older than that? Uh, that was probably five years ago. Five years ago. Six years okay. ago. Five, six years ago. And, and did he just start, yeah. when, he, when he came to work full-time, did he just uh, ride along with you, Steve? Or how did, uh, how long did it take him to get his own truck? Uh, he rode with me probably first year or so. Maybe two. And then maybe, uh, no, he's in the truck that two years. Um, probably a year, year and a half with me, and then he was riding with uh, one of the other guys when I got out of the truck here for a little bit. So. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, let's talk over the last five or six years. You uh, has, Have you always been, been pretty steady about three trucks, or did you just add... Uh, you know, one after the second one after a couple of years, and then the third one the last couple of years, or or what, what did that that trajectory look like? Uh, we was at three trucks in fifteen. Okay. And actually dropped down to two. Uh -huh. uh, I think it was seventeen. Okay. We was down to two trucks for oh about nine months during that time. And we met her, uh, and I was happy when our numbers came back the same as the year before at the end of that year. Isn't that something? Yeah. That's funny. And so then Kyle, did he become truck number three? Was was that what happened then? No. Uh, actually, um, was running three trucks going in December and was going to add a fourth one okay. in January which I was going to put Kyle in it. Well, a guy came in and quit oh. in January or December. So okay. Kyle got thrown into that truck a month early. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, better a month early than a year early, right? So he, and he, he, but he, it sounds like he took off pretty quickly. Oh, yeah. He took off quick. And then that was in December. And then in uh, mid-January, uh, our top tech, came in and quit okay and so we was down to two trucks then. right right now now the other two gentlemen that that are with you now how long have they been with steve's point four years four years so it's been a while uh, going on four years i believe yes that's great that's great yeah now, they how, started out as a, they started out as apprentice and oh, one of them now has their journeyman's license and the other one is going, he's finishing up his hours to go test. Here in Arkansas, you have to have um, so many work hours and then so many classroom hours. Okay. So that, that is hard for some, for some people to want to get into it because they have to give up one night a week, right. you know, of their own to go to class. Sure. Sure. No, it's a, it's a sacrifice for a long time for sure. Uh, now, do you have any apprentices that right now kind of behind those guys and, and looking to grow or not right now? Uh, we hired one just right before we went to Expo, and we're hiring one, I think, this week. Started. Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, where, where, are you finding, uh, where are you finding these people? I know it's what we all, everyone says it's the hardest thing to do, and it is. Uh, right now, any industry, it's hard to find people. So... Uh, I guess mostly younger people, right? I mean, what and what are their backgrounds? Uh, the one we heard about for Expo, he'd worked for Walmart for nine years. Oh wow! And he okay. came up wanting a, uh, wanting a career. Interesting. Okay, that's good. 
Shows so him we, some ambition, yeah. And this other one, he had worked for us before and then left to a temp agency. Okay. But uh, we're going to actually go to trade schools uh, here before long and see if we can't get some that's uh, in high school that takes like your shop classes. Sure. And, sure. Uh, if they want to work during the summer to see if they, you know, want to be a plumber. Right. Right. No, that's a good idea. That's a really good idea. Um, so, I mean, all three guys, crown champions, that is remarkable. You don't hear that really ever. Uh, you might, you know, for every person in the company to be a crown champion. So what, what kind of training are you doing with these three? What are they doing individually to get their performance at that, at that level? Um, are you, are you training well, every actually, times a week? Yes, actually, Kyle has kind of took over that training part okay. of it, yeah. a lot of it. I mean, he bought, he likes PSI. He's bought into the PSI model. Right. I mean, basically, that's how he was brought up and right. trained so he doesn't know any other way right so he right. just started right. out and um you know they can all they can all talk to the customers well they all have good communication skills um so he just basically has as as they were coming up we did send him to some training we've sent him to the uh the plumbers class there with uh, learning alliance yeah, and yeah. also uh, we sent them to uh, Ultimate, Tech. Ultimate Tech, which oh, yeah. is a class in Little Rock that kind of helps say, you yeah. with hands-on stuff. That's yeah. nice. It's not so, too far. What, like an hour or so? About three and a half hours from oh, here. Oh, it's that far? Wow, I didn't realize it's that far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, still so, better than airplane. Yeah, so we give them, you know, we give them a lot of training. Plus, we back them up anyway. We, you know, we just tell them if you get hung up on a job, just call us. Steve can right. come out and help you. Kyle can come out and help you. Somebody will be out there. Um, right. But you know, they just got the mindset from day one that hey, we're supposed to make five hundred thousand a year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, with that mindset, like Kyle said, they don't. You know, I didn't know any different. They don't know any different, and it just happened that way. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So how 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 often? So he's leading training. Do they get together? What a couple times a week, or is it they just talking every morning, or how do they keep themselves sharp? Because I mean, to do five hundred thousand dollars out of a truck, uh, that takes consistent good performance every almost every every day. Uh, they talk pretty well every day. Yeah. about you know what they've done and, and then about once a week they'll actually go into the training room and role play and right over uh technical stuff in there too so sure yes and we have we have our goal board set up where they come in every night and write their numbers down oh, so great. they have a goal per day that they're supposed to meet now yeah. it's we don't look at that goal basic. I mean, so they know whether they made their goal that day or not. Sure. And, you know, of course, like we tell them, you may miss it one day, but you may double it the next day. Wow. So, you know, it's not like um, they don't make their goal at the end of the month because that's how we, uh, you know, we look at it really is monthly. But yeah. with the goal boards in mind, that keeps them up to date on every day, you know, ha, you sure. know, looking at their numbers. Right. 
Right. And I'm sure you get three guys like that who are, are high performers. There's there's a little bit of competition going on there. And they're they're giving each other trouble about who's who's where in the totem pole. Uh, they probably do. <laughs> <laughs> you just stay out of the way. Like these guys keep just keep doing it. That's all right. That's pretty funny. Um that's that's great. Now uh now how do you this is always a we don't have to get too deep into it, but it's always a topic that people are intrigued by, especially new members. Um because you know they're, they're adopting this model and what what do you guys do what's your compensation structure for your text do you do like a piece rate do you do hourly plus bonuses do you do a commission what what do you guys do we do hourly plus commission okay. um so we have a goal that they meet every day mm -hmm. um and as long as they meet that goal at the end of the month anything over that goal they get commission on oh okay okay yeah so um i mean that's how we do that okay well what's the uh the percentage breakdown over that number is it okay so um i believe their goal is 11 no twelve hundred dollars a day okay um and uh in anything over they have to make that monthly you know so sure. when anything over that, they get commission on, and they get commission on that at twelve percent. Twelve percent. Okay, there you go. So that's that's helpful for people that are are listening, watching, uh, that are intrigued by doing such things. Now, a uh, little change up, Steve. Now, when did you finally uh, hang hang the tools up? I mean, I know it sounds like you get in the field here uh, here and there, maybe to help out, but full time. When did you stop running a truck? Uh, about a year and a half ago. Oh wow! All right. What what finally made the decision for you? Uh, it was just time for me to get out. Uh, yeah. The guys, you know, they they was able to run their cars by themselves then, and yeah. I might have been out longer than that. It's uh -huh. been a while. <laughs> sure, sure. Was it was it a tough? transition i've heard uh you know all sorts of stuff oh sorry oh yeah i was muted there. Oh, so yeah. was that a, was that it was a tough transition yeah uh so yeah i kind of like to get out and and feel the bit a little bit but yeah but but your body said no more of the uh getting under sinks all day yeah <laughs> no, yeah the last time i called under a house I sore for two days. So. <laughs> <laughs> but let the young guys do that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You did your time. You did your time. That's funny. Um, that's. Let's see. All right. Let's see. We've covered a lot of stuff. How about uh, just some of the other basics? You know, we we're talking about how you first got the service business going. We didn't really talk about. You guys do a club membership of some sort. Uh, yes, we do uh, the Diamond Club. Uh huh. We, what we call it. Man. Um. Then we do have some maintenance agreements on our water softeners. And okay. So that helps balance out those traditionally slower months, I guess, maybe uh, here and there being able to, to follow up with those, those club members. Uh, yes. Yeah, very good, very good. Well, let's see, we've, uh, we've covered a lot here in, in a, around an hour. Uh, so what, what, what does the future have for Steve's Plumbing? What, what do you guys uh, think over the next, Five to ten years. Uh, what What are you hoping uh, hoping to do with the business? What are you guys hoping to do personally? 
Uh, probably in the next five years, we'd like to do probably around four million. Oh, okay, okay. That's and great. me and Rose is pretty well stepping back quite a bit from the business too. So okay, all right. So so you think Kyle's going to take over more of a more be maybe become more of a general manager at some point, and you guys will just kind of uh, keep an eye on the business. Or are you thinking of selling it to him? But or, or you prefer to to stay in it in some capacity? Uh, he'll be probably general manager for four or five years, something like that. Okay. And then maybe he can buy us, buy us out. Okay. Very good. That's good. Well, four million be great. I mean, it's a good idea that you're going to start talking with the trade schools and, uh, and you know, start building that pipeline so you can start adding trucks. Because I'm guessing calls are not an issue right now. Are you guys staying pretty busy? Uh, we could use two more techs right now. <laughs> right. Right. I understand. <laughs> I understand. What what advice? Uh, just kind of again in wrapping up. What advice would you have to to SGI members, maybe people uh, that were in your shoes, you know, seven eight years ago, however long it's been, more, more than that, I guess, um, or ten years now. Holy cow, that's gone by fast. What what advice would you have to newer members that are kind of wearing your shoes like you guys were in 07, um, on how to kind of uh, turn things around and 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 kind of just uh, get the business where they want it to be. Uh, pay attention to the SGI model mm -hmm. is your big one. Yeah. Uh, you do things the way SGI does, you, you'll turn your business around. That's right. I really think, you know, make sure that you're priced right because mm -hmm. that is the key to almost everything. Yeah. Um, and when you go to these meetings, I know it's scary. I know sure. it's scary because we've been there, done that. Um, but you know, Pick out one or two or three things that you think you can start. Don't try to, to grasp onto everything at once because yeah. I picked out, you know, two things, I the price guide and the invoices to implement. Right. And um, then, you know, I took the call taking class. Oh, yes. And we, we, in, uh, we started doing our service fee then too. Sure. And I know it's scary. And you know, the phone can be dead sometimes when you're newer because you don't have your name out there. People don't know who you are and they don't remember you. You sure. know, you think you're gonna remember uh, somebody that you used a year ago, but you don't. You don't yeah. remember that service person. So, you know, you have to keep your name out there in front of people too. But just to start off slow and to manage your business at the level that it's at. Yeah. Because trying to go too fast, you can get too many irons in the pot, and then you can't get accomplished what you're wanting to get accomplished. Yeah. No, that's good. That's really good. Uh, just, just one more kind of wrap-up question. How nice has it been to have, you know, members that you mentioned Steve Huff a couple of times, who's been, who's a great member, retired now, and, and he and Don are enjoying the retired life, but how nice is it to have people like that and all the other members that you've met over the years to kind of be able to call and bounce ideas off of? There's nothing like it. <laughs> uh, if you're having a problem, you can pick up the phone and call somebody, and chances are they've been through the same thing. So yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. Rose, any any final thoughts on on being able to have those relationships and what they've meant for for the for the business? Well, they're 
basically invaluable. I mean, you know, they are so valuable because um, I can remember I was sitting there one day and the phone rang and it was Steve Huff. And I had a, I was sitting there thinking about, um, you know, what am I going to do to inspire this tech to sell more, you know, to up his, up his game. And I was, and the phone about it and he, you know, gave me some, some advice, some help. And so, you know, that's what you can gain it with PSI too and SGI are all those relationships. And like Steve said, somebody's been through it and everybody's willing to share and help out. Yeah. And I'll say you, you, I don't think you guys don't miss many expos. Do you pretty much, uh, I feel like I see you all the time at, at our events. We've missed one. You miss one all this time. I'll be darned. In 13 so. years. Yeah, we've missed one. And it was because of a, of a giant ice storm that happened. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. But if so, you're going to if you're going to invest in this, you know it's an investment. Right. So if you're going to invest in it, you need to utilize it and you need to learn from it because why make the same mistakes if there's if these mistakes have already been made and there's there's a training there for you to go through. You can ask somebody, you know, to help you through that, and you won't have to you know, go through that same mistake that they did. Right, right. And another thing, if PSI calls a new member to come speak at a, a profit day, go. Yeah, go. Because I went to one that opened my eyes. Wait a minute. Another member was up there talking about his experience. It opened my eyes that we was doing something and came back and started doing it again. So. Is that right? That's interesting. So you, you gain something from it other than just trying to help uh, another another contractor out. You got something out of it too. That's cool. That's interesting. Well, no, we, we definitely appreciate you guys uh, showing up at Profit Days and telling your stories because I it's one thing to hear it from a guy in a suit say it's another thing to, to hear it from people that are, are in the business every, every day. So thank you for doing those. So uh, well, well, Stephen Rose, I can't thank you enough for, for this hour. Thank you for, we had some tech issues early on. Thank you for, and still, I know we lost the video, but that's all right. We got the audio, which is what really matters. Appreciate you guys hanging in with that. And, and thank you for all your time. Uh, this was a, a lot of fun. I really appreciate you doing this. Thank you. You're welcome. All You're right. welcome. You, you guys have a wonderful rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. You too. All right. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. That's Stephen Rose Beaver of Steve's Plumbing, the Jogging Plumbers in Rogers, Arkansas. Thanks for joining us. If you feel like you have a great story worth sharing that would also help other contractors, email me at bhouchin at yoursgi.com. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, if you're on YouTube, give us a like and subscribe. If you're on your favorite podcast player, leave us a five-star review. And please join us for future episodes. It's my promise to you that we will continue to interview successful contractors and other influential individuals in the residential contracting world. This is a successful contractor powered by Success Group International. Support for this podcast comes from Insincorator. Insincorator is the world leader in food waste disposers and holds over 200 patents on fine grinding and quiet technology innovations. Based and assembled here in the United States, Insincorator produces the popular Badger series and offers many upgraded disposers, such as the Pro series built for plumbers and builders to meet the needs of the more demanding customer.
Visit Insincorator.com to learn more. The Successful Contractor Podcast is part of the Success Group International family. SGI is the largest member-owned best practices organization for independent residential services contractors. SGI provides its members a competitive edge through proven proprietary management tools and expertise, marketing programs, training, and group buying power, along with a highly active and eager to help membership. For more information about Success Group International, visit www.yoursgi.com.